0: Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yep, today we're going to be talking about using the power of gratitude to alter brain function. It's hugely important when you know what's coming down the pike. Okay, so when we're looking at, at our world... Okay, if you're looking back at the last two years and up ahead of the next three, four years, you're going to see that there are some big friggin' changes. So there's going to be challenges with family members, with professionals, with finances, with health, with food supply, with power supply. I mean, they're talking about this being one of the darkest winters in Europe ever. Um, so having a healthy brain function and understanding brain issues is huge. Otherwise, you're just gonna be a panicked animal, uh, like we experienced with the insane people that were forcing vaccines and forcing masks and forcing social distancing, all of which we know are completely ineffective at preventing transmission or infection or helping the immune system. Now, all the censored stuff we're gonna talk about will be on the Dr. B VIP, also the uncensored. And those that are supporting that, thank you. God bless you. Uh, I mean, it's $2.97 a month, but I'm telling you, it is, it's really appreciated. Thank you for supporting us. And this is also going to be on Extreme Health Academy. And you still get Bergman 14 as your code. You get two weeks for free at that, and that is an amazing forum. Um, understand that countries have a life cycle. Uh, when you have the fiat currency, a currency that's not backed by anything tangible, uh, it, it goes through phases, usually you know a few a few decades to a few years. But eventually, there has to be a fantastic reset. Now, um, there's a couple of different things when you look at this historically. Um, Professor Tyler, I mean brilliant book on the lifestyle of a country. Or life cycle of a country, when forty percent of the nation's population uh, is reached governmental dependency. That's one. And so think of all of the stimulus checks. Think of um, oh, uh, pension plans, social security, everything. And now they're talking about loan, student loan forgiveness for the, uh, the students. I mean, it's incre- incredible. Um, Medicare, food stamps, social security, pensions. Uh, When 40% of the nation is there, that's it. Also, when 50% of the food, uh, 50% of your income is going to food, that is another one. And so stages that he states uh, about where where we're going. And uh, we are going from dependency back into bondage, but also from bondage to spiritual faith. And so when you've lost hope and faith in the government and faith and hope of institutions, it's time to get our spiritual faith back. And that's what we're going to talk about, faith and brain function, which is going to be hugely important. And you figure fear. You could call it false expectations appearing real, um, but it's being propagandized or um, presented to the public in order to maintain order in society. You have to have uh, a demon that you're fighting against. And it's going to force laws of obedience. And this goes on 9-11, why that occurred, and how Homeland Security took over, and you now have lost a number of rights. I mean, if you look at the fiasco of January 6th, unarmed people were let into the Capitol, and one unarmed civilian was shot. Okay, and and they call it an armed insur- insurrection. So this is insanity. Uh, and they're using the ministry of um, propaganda or they're utilizing media. And even the social medias are admitting that. And it's to maintain a position of power. So we're coming up to elections, so there's going to be some craziness there. Fear is a great motivator. Of course, the end results are an unhealthy population, economic instability, toxic food, toxic environment, and a world in chaos. Understand all of this has to do with your automatic nervous system. Your body is an ecosystem that's designed to thrive here. And when when I get people, you know, wearing a mask or, you know, how many how many of your friends? Oh, I got the COVID. Okay, I got the COVID here. I got the COVID there. I had the COVID last year. Okay, the, the CDC says there's no test that accurately identifies it. Um, that's from December 2021. So nobody in the last two years had a flu or a cold. Well, understand that colds and flus have to be earned. You're not, a healthy person isn't going to be attacked by this stuff. They have to have physical, chemical, emotional stress. And so anything that activates physical, chemical, and emotional stress response such as the fear-based propaganda, the media, and the um, world destabilization. That's going to trigger that fight or flight. But also realize that your body is designed to live here. I mean, you've got 70 trillion cells, and you've got 10 times your cells, bacteria. Without the bacteria in your body, on your body, you would die. And then you have 10 times the bacteria of viruses. And and so you're looking at 70 quadrillion, okay, um, viruses in your system. Then funguses. Now, viruses aren't alive. They're well-organized molecular parasites. But their job is to clean up dead tissue. So you have all of these funguses and yeast and parasites and, and all of these things. Without this, you die. So you are a symbiote. And, and in order to have that fear... Of fear of the germ, fear of this, fear of that. Okay, it doesn't help your immune system response when you realize that you're you're you have to live in harmony with, with your environment and with the creatures around you and in you and on you. Then you have a more accurate view of what the world is. But that stress, you live your life through the nervous system. Part of it is rest, digestion, repair. That's located in the neck and the pelvis. The other part is fight or flight. That's located in the thoracic and lumbar section. Now, now all of this stuff, figure your brain, your brain has more than 100 trillion connections. Now, each, each brain houses about 100 billion nerve cells. Each one is connected to around 10,000 or so other cells. So you have a 1,000 trillion connections in your brain. That's 10,000 times more connections than there are stars in the sky in the Milky Way galaxy. So understand that that this is hugely important. Now, neuroplasticity is the property of of the neurons inside of your brain um, to function in their response to experience. That means that they can regenerate new things. We just have to program it. And I'm going to show you what programming is. Now, your brain weighs weighs about 2 pounds. It burns 30% of the body's calories, 90% of the body's oxygen. This is why we talk about um, deep breathing, diaphragmatic breathing for healthy brain function. You're constantly regrowing new neuronal connections. And movement is vital for brain function. And you're going to see how that stimulates it. And all these... 96% of all brain disorders come from toxicity or deficiency. And what can negatively affect the brain? Well, in our censored environment that we are now, we can't even talk about vaccines. That is a taboo subject. And they've even passed, or the law is going up for a vote to restrict the First Amendment free speech right of misinformation or disinformation. And misinformation is somebody saying something that they believe, but they may get other information in the future that finds out that it's a false statement. So they're going to um, put people up for review. They lose their medical license if they say something that is proven wrong, if it's not going along with the political narrative. Uh, now, if it is going along, like if you say that look, the COVID-19 is no worse than the flu, and that's proven a year hence, beautiful. That wasn't misinformation or disinformation. It was accurate information. If you say that the current COVID-19 shots are emergency use authorization and they don't prevent infection or transmission, that, again, also has been proven by the CDC and, and all the data out there that they don't prevent infection or transmission. However, if you said that a year ago, that would be wiped out. So your thoughts can affect your brain. Um, Vaccines can affect your brain. Environmental toxins, constant propaganda, uh, nutritional deficiencies, chronic stress. Okay, so you're looking at a number, a number of um, stimulus that can negatively affect your brain. Now, mast cells... And this is interesting. Mast cells, these are cells that live on the surface of almost every tissue you got, inside your intestinal tract, on your skin, in your lungs. Now, they're, they're in stress, pain, blood-brain barrier, neuroinflammation, and Alzheimer's disease. Now, I'm going to read this because this is the title of the article, and it's in frontiersinmedicine.org. Um, blood-brain barrier, quote, Blood-brain barrier disruption is associated with pro-inflammatory cytokines, chemokines, immune system, and inflammatory cells in the brain, neuroinflammation, neurodegeneration. Now, that's the title of one article. Um, Pro-inflammatory cytokines means cytokines that initiate inflammation. Inflammation is a healing process of the body. Neuroinflammation is inflammation of the nerves. Now, inflammation doesn't occur unless there's tissue damage. Uh, the other article referenced in this, quote, stress in the immune system interact bidirectionally and enhance response to the even uh, response even in the central nervous system. Uh, another article, quote, mast cell activation induces glial activation, neuroinflammatory stress response and pain signals. So we're looking at this, that, that Alzheimer's um, there's something happening with the blood-brain barrier. Something is crossing it. Now, when we look at this, the, your body has a barrier between the blood and the brain. Like if you take a couple of shots of espresso or a couple of shots of alcohol, your body's going to feel different. And your brain, with all of these neural connections, can't function that way. So there's a barrier. Now, this blood-brain barrier, because the brain gets its nutrients from cerebral spinal fluid, um, it forms after age seven. Some people say into the teenage years. Now, so what you want to do, you got to understand that this barrier forms when you're exposed. You know, to has a protection as you get older, and this is why toxic environmental exposure to children is so bad. Um, this is why they see the lead in the gasoline, lead paint. Those were all heavy metals. There are certain uh, metals like aluminum hydroxide that are actually injected into children at a 1,000 times um, more than they can tolerate. So if they're, you're injecting or if a kid is exposed to some toxins uh, before their blood-brain barriers formed, that would be damaging. And also, if you had a technology that's being injected in people um, that's designed to cross the blood-brain barrier, such as the mRNA shot, you might think that that might cause damage as well. Yeah, well, you know, that's why we're seeing a lot of brain issues, central nervous system issues. So there is a lot of um, things that, are, that, that brains are exposed to that is not traditional for your human being. Now, just looking at at nervous systems or aluminum, aluminum is a known neurotoxin. Uh, Injected aluminum, your body absorbs 100% of it. Now, this is directly linked to dementia, autism, and Parkinson's. And a fully um, vaccinated child is exposed to around 6,150 micrograms of aluminum. Uh, Now, that's, that's really important because... (laughs) that's thousands of times more than is appropriate for a child. Now, aluminum, and just looking at aluminum, we're not talking about mRNA technology, although that, again, hasn't been studied for this. It alters DNA, alters gene function, alters gene expression, can damage cell membranes, disrupt energy metabolism, um, increase vascular endothelial adhesiveness, both resulting in cardiovascular disease. So when we look at this, and that's just aluminum. Now, that's in the flu shots. It's in everything. But also, medications can disrupt this. Now, what kind of medications alter brain functions? Benzodiazepam is going to be anxiety medications and, and sinus issues. Um, blood pressure medications, steroids, sedatives, painkillers, amphetamines, and antidepressants. It's interesting. Amphetamines is is also what um, children take as Ritalin. And this can alter brain function. Yeah, that's pretty evident. Okay. When you look, also antibiotics. Antibiotics are given to farm animals, commercially produced ones, um, that makes the animal um, fatter. It adds calories. And, it, you know, I mean, if you're going to just raise an animal to slaughter... You're not concerned about that. But 70% of all the antibiotics that we use are in um, cattle feed. Yeah, I ordered a bunch for Mexico. Um, And so the antibiotics also kill the beneficial bacteria and allow that yeast, and yeast have these large tendrils that can poke holes in the intestinal tract that leads to inflammation because you're damaging the tissue, but it also leads to certain immune system responses. And again, when you're talking about if you have undigested proteins or proteins that aren't tempered by digestion that are leached into the bloodstream, the immune system responds by building antibodies to it. Now, immune system is a weird term, okay? There's not like a system like the cardiovascular or the digestive system. Each area of your body, and I'm talking on your skin and your lungs and your intestinal tract, has a certain programmed response to environmental stimulus. And this is what keeps you alive. So when I say immune system, it's something is triggering a response. It's kind of like if you look at people that are using steroids. And this goes from asthma, allergies, inflammation, autoimmune disorders, I mean everything. And this is cortisone, hydrocortisone, prednisone. These things directly act on parts of the brain, frontal lobe, amygdala, and hippocampus. And this is, if you're taking these drugs, and this is for asthma, allergies, inflammation, you're increasing your risk of suicide behavior and neuropsychiatric disorders. Now, this is was an article from the American Journal of Psychiatry, 2012. Um, d- do you know a lot of doctors that aren't prescribing it? Well, they should. And here's another article out of the Journal of Neurochemistry that says that corticosteroids exacerbate excitotoxicity and oxidative injury. So... Um, Well, let me read a little bit for the article. We conclude that estrogens, progesterone, and cortisone can directly affect the neuronal vulnerability to excitotoxic, metabolic, and oxidative insults, suggesting roles for these steroids in several different neurodegenerative disorders. I mean, that's that's huge. That means that the drugs that they're giving you are dangerous. So now what can we do? this was, again, a great study. And this was out of 1992, when there was still some independent research going on. University of Cincinnati College of Medi- Medi- Medicine. And they're talking about mental practice in chronic stroke, randomized placebo-controlled trial. Um, conclusion, the results support the efficacy of programs incorporating mental practice for rehabilitating arm motor function in patients with chronic stroke. These changes are clinically significant. So what they did was they had a patient visualize. And there's also um, ways that they're using mirrors. Like, you know, if your left arm isn't working, you put a mirror on your right side, so you're reflecting your right arm onto the left side. And opening and closing the hand, visualizing, um, doing certain movements. And all of this visualization actually helped regenerate the neurons in the brain. Another one out of the Journal of Neuropsychology, and this was, again, 1992, uh, quote, strength increases from the motor program comparison of training with maximal voluntary and imagined muscle contractions, which means you sit down and you mentally um, visualize it There's also studies out of the Journal of Clinical Hypnosis in 1993, enhancing the visualization of gymnasts. So wait a second. We're looking at at drugs, environmental toxins, injectables, and can damage brain function. And brain function can be um, regenerated under certain stimulus. One of them is thought. One of them is movement. Uh, the neurons produce chemicals that have changes in your body, and this is why it's hugely important, because if you are not dealing with your stress response, because you're not, pot- you can't control events, okay, like you cannot control what the government's going to do, you can't control what um, the voting is going to happen, <laughs> you know <laughs> Heck, you can't even be sure that the voting's going to be accurate. Okay, but you can't control the event, but you can re- control your response to that event. And that controls your outcome. So news, economy, de- disease, pain, end of the world, whatever. You know, the world's going to be here for, for millions of years after we're gone. Um, and the world has a good harmony. It's the psychotic delusion of power-crazed individuals that we're living under right now. So you cannot control those events, but you can control your response. This is why gratitude is hugely important, hugely important. I mean, if you understand, there's a thing called endogenous, and this is um, substances that originate inside of the organism. So your body produces certain chemicals that, that helps with your body to ad, adapt to the environment. Now, pharmacotherapy means that there's uh, treatment of disease through administration of drugs. Endogenous pharmacotherapy means that you're creating your own drugs. That's cool. And that's how the brain actually works. And we know that that there's a Japanese poison ivy study where they rubbed a plant that's poisonous or that that will have an allergic reaction for every person in this room. Um, And then they did an innocuous plant on the other arm. Well, sure enough, 100% of the participants that were allergic to that developed a rash. What they didn't tell these participants is that they switched the leaves. So the person had to imagine and create a response on one arm and suppress their reaction on the other. We know that um, out of the Journal of Scientific Exploration, and this goes back to 2000, laying on of hands of transplanted breast cancer in mice. I mean, these mice are gonna die within 10 to 14 days, or 14 to 27 days. For one month, for one hour per day for a month, the mice were held. That's it, didn't do anything else, okay? And 100% of them, uh, recovered when 100% of them were supposed to die. And they concluded that apparently they're able to cure memory adenocarcinoma in experimental mice on demand. So how do we change this? Well, one of them is an attitude of gratitude. Now, gratefulness, thankfulness, appreciation, it's a feeling or attitude in acknowledgement of of a benefit that one has received or will receive. And you can look at everything. In Judaism, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. In Islam, and remember, your Lord caused you to be declared. If ye are grateful, I will add more unto you. Christianity, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, it's exciting when all the religions in the world say an attitude of gratitude helps I mean, gratitude literally opens the door to the power, the wisdom, the creative universe. You you open the door through gratitude, um, and this is going to change. Now your mind, okay, you've got the conscious and unconscious. Conscious mind sets goals. It's only twelve percent of the mind. No long term memory. The unconscious mind, and this is how we're going to program it through gratitude, through forgiveness. It gets the job done, okay? It's 88% of the mind, handles all f- functions, and it's programmable, and it never forgets. So this is huge. So you can do anything. You can regenerate your neurons. You can do anything that you want, but you've got to create it. And this is where we talk um, anytime we talk about uh, redesigning your life, reprogramming your brain. This is hugely important. Um, And one of the methods that we use is neurolinguistic programming. And this involves body posture, intonation, breathing, and volume. I, I mean, obviously, you've got to eliminate the toxins that are damaging your body. But if you know that that subconscious is programmable, if you program it with fear, you program it with anxiety, you program it with stress, like if you say... Look, every day it's going to be an issue. Every day I'm in pain. Every night I can't sleep. Every day, you know, generalizations like that don't help you. If you think the world is against you, your brain is going to be developing those neurons of stress, and it's not going to help you. So knowing that the subconscious is programmable, we can reprogram it knowing that movement changes the brain. We know that we can change it through that. Now, you know, we have the I am exercise. That's neuro-linguistic programming, where you say I am involving body posture, um, volume, intonation, and breathing. There's keys for visualization, and this is fantastic. If you do visualizations 30 minutes a day, and but, but just close your eyes, focus at a spot, right in front of your third eye, in front of the forehead, about a foot and a half in front. That's your eyes are going to be closed, but that's where you're looking. Um, visualize, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. Okay, do the five senses. Um, actually, it's see that visualization. This is going to affect your cortex, your frontal lobe. It's going to affect how your brain literally works. And if you can change this, and this is also where movement will do this. And th- th- think of the, the dysfunctions. Now, the cerebellum, and this has to do when we're talking about exercise. Um, exercise is hugely important because it affects the cerebellum. Now, the cerebellum, so imagine if you had schizophrenia, Tourette's, autism, Parkinson's, addictions, obsessive-compulsive disorder. And movement will change that cerebellum. So thoughts, visualization, and movement can help the brain. And that's why exercise is so beneficial. Exercise increases, improves memory, reverses hippo volume. I mean, this, this has to do with certain structures in the brain. One of them is the hippocampus. And this gets smaller as we age. Exercise helps it maintain its integrity. Even moderate exercise can can reverse normal brain shrinkage by 2%. I mean, if that's moderate exercise, reversing age-related hippocampal degeneration by one to two years. So moderate exercise can keep your brain younger and healthier. And that's why it's so important to exercise every day. Um, and, and walking barefoot in the grass or hard sand, fantastically important and this this allows again your your brain to get information up cross crawl exercises where you have a weight on the ankles and you're just going to dangle the legs forward and back and sometimes we'll have people tap it as something like a trash can or the the back of a chair and this is going to increase proprioception, increases brain function, which, again, is hugely important to getting the body to work correctly. So when we talk about the five keys to health, about proper nerve supply, regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest, and prayer meditation, this is what you need to survive realize that there's going to be a number of events coming up in the next few months, just like there have been a number of events the last few years. And we're going to thrive in this. Not survive, we're going to thrive. Um, Be responsible for yourself. Realize that the government will be inconsistent. Take care of as much of your food needs as you can. Uh, Have water, food storage, um, power storage. Uh, Be as independent as you possibly can. If you're in an apartment building or in a small community, pool resources, develop a board that you can share or barter with things. Um, Mankind has survived thousands of these takeovers, and we're going to thrive out of this one too, baby. We're together. God bless you. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of sanity. God bless you and I love you. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.